These days, everyone's normal routines are disrupted. Remote work is ubiquitous, at least for the time being. In-person meetings and interactions are limited, if they occur at all. For many, work productivity is hindered by increased homeschooling and caregiving responsibilities. Stress and anxiety seem to be elevated across the board. During these challenging times, continuing to foster a strong, firm culture is more important than ever. And that is the topic of this episode of Speaking of Law Firm Leadership. I'm Joe Peach, Senior Counsel in Law Firm Management Services at Alas, and joining me today is Hyland Chen, the co-managing partner of Munger, Tolls & Olson, LLP. In addition to managing the firm, Hyland is also a litigator with a practice focused on complex business litigation, white-collar criminal defense, and government investigations, and a clientele that frequently includes higher education institutions. Not only is Highland's talent often recognized in the legal press, she recently was appointed by the California Supreme Court to a second term on the California State Bar's governing body, the Board of Trustees. So welcome, Highland. Glad to have you with us today. Very glad to be here. Well, let's jump right in. Uh, the phrase firm culture comes up quite often, but that phrase isn't exactly self-defining. Uh, so to start, what does the phrase firm culture mean to you? To me, firm culture refers to a package of things. It refers to a firm's shared values, a firm's practices, their beliefs, and firm culture expresses itself in what the members of the firm do, the actions they take, the actions they don't take, the approaches they have to the actions they do take. We also often hear about the importance of strong firm culture, but why firm culture is important is often just assumed or glossed over. Now, from the ALAS perspective, we know that strong firm culture can help reduce lawyer liability risk. Uh, any further thoughts from your perspective on why strong firm culture is important? Well, a Harvard Business Review study of Fortune 500 firms concluded why we work determines how well we work. And stated a different way, culture in concrete terms, it's really the set of processes in an organization that affects the motivation of its people, that affects why people work. And in a high-performing firm with a strong firm culture, those processes, they maximize the total motivation of your workforce. I heard you say why we work determines how well we work, and, and that just seems like such an important point. Uh, what are your thoughts on what motivates people to work? Studies have looked at this and have concluded there are six main reasons why people work. And those six reasons are play, purpose, potential, emotional pressure, economic pressure, and inertia. Now, the first three, play, purpose, and potential, those are positive reasons for working. The second three, emotional pressure, economic pressure, and inertia, those are negative. And research has shown that while the positive reasons, play, purpose, and potential, those increase performance, the negative reasons, emotional pressure, economic pressure, and inertia, those decrease performance. And companies that are known for strong company cultures, companies like Southwest Airlines or Starbucks, 
those companies are always looking for ways to maximize the positive reasons for working while minimizing the negative ones. Let's explore those three positive reasons in a bit more detail. Can you give us some additional insight into what you mean by play, purpose, and potential in this context? Play refers to the parts of work that we think of as play. So things that foster curiosity or experimentation, uh, the exploration of challenging problems, that all goes to play. Purpose refers to why you work and the idea of working because you value the impact of your work. Potential, that goes to work that enhances your personal and professional growth and your identity. That makes sense, but I imagine it takes some effort to fold those into firm culture. Any thoughts on how to go about doing that? Well, let's start with potential, which seems to me like uh, maybe it's the most straightforward of the three. It is the most straightforward. Uh, firms can enhance potential through a commitment to professional development. And law firm leaders should always be asking themselves, how does our firm enhance a lawyer's personal and professional growth and identity. One key aspect of our firm culture is a focus on giving early responsibility to our younger colleagues and finding opportunities for our junior colleagues to develop and grow. We instill it in our lawyers from the first day they join the firm, and we expect our senior lawyers to pay it forward. I will say it has been really heartening to see this cultural value continue to play out during the pandemic and during our extended working from home environment, as we see our junior lawyers continuing to get oral arguments and deposition opportunities. I was particularly proud of what we accomplished with our summer program, which was fully remote. For example, I worked with four summer associates and I had them present their research to a client team and answer questions from the client in real time during a Zoom meeting. All right, let's up the difficulty a bit. Uh, what about purpose? Thoughts on how to fold that into firm culture? For me and for our firm, we enhance purpose through a commitment to client service and through excellence in client service. And the question really is, how do you motivate people to work because they value the impact of their work? Certainly for pro bono firms and legal services organizations, they can stand on broad appeals to justice and equity and fairness. But purpose sometimes is tougher to articulate for large defense side firms like ours. So for us, our purpose is helping our clients with their toughest problems. And we found that articulating purpose is important for lawyers and all professionals at all levels at the firm. And it's especially important now during the pandemic, where it's sometimes challenging to keep people motivated to keep at it day after day when there isn't the external discipline of having to show up at the office. Speaking of challenges, how do you put work and play together in a way that enhances both and fosters strong firm culture? We enhance play through fostering collaboration and at our firm, maintaining a flat hierarchy. All of that goes to play. Again, the parts of work that foster curiosity and experimentation, exploring challenging problems, those things all result in better decisions. And research has shown that incorporating a diversity of views and collaborating with a diversity of people results in better decisions. Now, 
law firms are faced with situations and decisions that they've never had to make before. There certainly is no playbook for what we're going through now. And the best we can do is to work together to try to make the best decisions. What we found is a firm that has a culture of play, a culture that fosters collaboration and exploration and curiosity. If you've had that culture prior to a pandemic, then you can more easily transition to fostering that culture during a pandemic. You've convinced me on those three, play, purpose, potential. Uh, Anything else you can think of that's useful when trying to foster positive motivators and strong firm culture? Yes. One thing that we found really helps is empathy. Empathy fosters employee well-being. It also mitigates risk. It can enhance productivity. A culture of empathy supports play, purpose, and potential. And it also gives people space to be vulnerable. Giving people space to be vulnerable is really critical during this time when issues of attorney competence and attorney impairment may be heightened. Attorneys and bystanders are more likely to come forward to alert firm management to issues of impairment or issues of competence if there is a culture of empathy. Let's turn now briefly to the negatives you mentioned, Uh, emotional pressure, economic pressure, inertia. Any tips on minimizing the impact and influence of those? Well, certainly economic pressure and emotional pressure have never been more heightened than now during the pandemic. At the same time, as courts and mediations and depositions and other aspects of legal work have fully transitioned to a remote environment, client expectations and judicial expectations of quality, those remain the same. And because the negative aspects of firm culture tend to reduce performance, They reduce performance because now you're no longer thinking about your work. You're thinking about external pressures of disappointment and reward. Because those reduce performance, it's now more than ever critical to have a strong firm culture where the positive aspects of firm culture outweigh the negative. I want to talk about some real concrete details now. Uh, As you and your firm have endeavored to cultivate the positives and minimize the negatives and, and foster a strong firm culture, Are there any specific techniques that have stood out as particularly effective? Yeah, let me talk about four things that we have found have helped us cultivate a strong firm culture. First, there's just simply nudging and reminding the senior folks at the firm to model your desired behaviors, asking them to model things that enhance play, purpose, and potential. Second, it's designing roles that specifically allow for play and potential. The third thing that we found is really a nuts and bolts tip uh, for case teams or deal teams to on a regular basis convene a reflection huddle or an after action review or whatever you wanna call it, but to have these regular meetings that focus on three things. First, talking about what did I learn? That goes to play. Second, talking about what impact did I have? And that goes to purpose. And third, what do I want to learn? And that goes to potential. Finally, what we found enhances firm culture and helps us cultivate it is to communicate values through celebration. I want to get into details on a number of those suggestions. Uh, Let's start with the last one you mentioned, the one regarding communication. Uh, Tell us more about that. Sure. So what you celebrate 
communicates what you value. And so focusing on what you communicate and making sure that that incorporates these concepts of play, purpose, and potential, that communicates what you value as a firm. And at our firm, our celebrations, whether it's emails or other communications from firm leadership, kudos about victories, um, firm events, we consistently focus on a number of themes. We focus first on what is the impact on your client? How did this victory help your clients solve their toughest problems? Second, we talk about what is your impact on your community? Third, we talk about opportunities for younger lawyers. How did this carve out an opportunity for a younger lawyer to develop and grow? And finally, we always talk about collaboration and we elevate the profile of all team members. We make sure we recognize not just the partners, but also our associates, paralegals, case clerks, and administrative assistants. And all of this sets a tone and sets an example for what the firm values. Let's switch now to the suggestion on designing roles that allow for play and potential. How do you go about doing that? We like to focus on designing roles that enhance a positive culture and a culture of play and potential. So part of creating a highly motivating role involves determining how much latitude you give attorneys. And so for our junior attorneys, we create space for play and potential by doing a number of things, specifically asking for their views during meetings. We highlight their contribution and their expertise in firm communications, whether it's emails or lunch talk. We also make sure we give our more junior colleagues opportunities to demonstrate leadership, whether through leading a client meeting or giving a lunch presentation. We create roles that give people the time, the resources, and also the express permission to come up with ideas and test those ideas and views. You also mentioned nudging and reminding more senior folks to model desired behaviors. That seems like it can be a very powerful technique if the senior folks are modeling the right behaviors. Uh, Can you give us some examples of the sorts of behaviors you'd like to see modeled? The sorts of behaviors we like to see modeled, those range from small things to big things. And even the small things can have a significant impact in reinforcing firm culture. So one thing that we'd like to see is we like to see people thanking every member of the team, no matter how junior, and highlighting the collaboration that helped people achieve the victory uh, that you're talking about. We also like to see folks demonstrate the effort that it takes to carve out opportunities for junior colleagues, communicating to them that we've made the effort to advocate for the client to allow them to take a key depot or conduct a witness exam or argue the summary judgment motion. We also like to see our lawyers expressly explaining the purpose in each matter. So explaining to all the members of the team, how does what we're doing fit into the big picture for the client? How does this work help the client achieve their goals and solve their toughest problems? And finally, we like to see our lawyers articulating for their colleagues where their professional satisfaction comes from. And that brings the concept of potential into the conversation. Any tips on how to motivate the more senior folks to model these desired behaviors and enhance positive culture? Well, you motivate folks through celebrating their efforts and also through expressly valuing them. So for example, our partner compensation committee for the past few years has asked partners about what they've done 
to create opportunities for their junior colleagues. And by expressly asking about this, the concept of enhancing play and potential and purpose, that has become part of the fabric of how we talk about our accomplishments and how we talk about our value to the firm. Well, we'll have to stop there. Uh, but thank you, Highland, for joining us today. I very much appreciate your sharing these firsthand insights with us. You're very welcome. And until next time, this has been Speaking of Law Firm Leadership. This podcast is provided for educational purposes to assist lawyers in avoiding ethics violations, malpractice suits, other professional liability claims, and management liability claims. This podcast does not constitute legal advice and is not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship, nor is it intended to suggest or establish standards of care applicable to particular lawyers in any given situation. The recommendations contained in this podcast are not necessarily appropriate for every lawyer or law firm. In determining the best course of action, lawyers should consider the applicable legal authorities and all relevant facts and circumstances. Copyright 2020 by Attorneys Liability Assurance Society. All rights reserved.